0: hello everybody and welcome back to civil discourse a podcast on the student spend network we just wanted to remind you that the student spend network is a sister media of the six mile post newspaper here at georgia highlands college in rome georgia the views in this podcast do not represent those of the six mile post or georgia highlands college and before we get started guys i have one more thing to talk to you about today's episode of civil discourse is brought to you by our very own ghc student support services in case you weren't already aware they provide free academic career and personal counseling how are you doing today, Damien?
1: What was your question? Oh. My, head, my headphones somehow... <laughs> Hi, good morning. I am very tired because it's very early in the morning, um, but can't complain. How are you?
0: I am complaining about how early it is in the morning, but, you know, I am <laughs> exhausted because it's really early in the morning, but, you know, we owe it to our viewers to give them quality content no matter what time of day it is our yeah, listeners yeah. sorry we don't really have viewers we have listeners we're getting there one day one when day
1: audio-visual.
0: one day our, and by our
1: early by early we mean 10 30. it's a ticket with a grain of salt this 10, is early for both of us
0: 10 30 is so early for what <laughs> it is
1: I'm not usually awake before noon, so you should know this is special to me that I'm waking up this early to do this with you.
0: Oh my god, thank you. I feel so honored. I feel so honored. How's your week been?
1: You should feel honored. I feel really good. You know, this is my birthday week, so I'm trying to wrap up all my errands and work I have to do before the weekend so I can take it <laughs> off and
0: celebrate.
1: Um, how are you? How are you doing? How's your week?
0: I, you know, I'm gearing up for finals because, you know, those are just around the corner. I write a research paper for one of my English classes. I do a lot of math homework um, for physical science because, you know, any science is math, really. And, you know, I'm just, I'm here. (laughs) What's the paper on? The paper, gosh, it's African-American literature. So it's. It's about African-American literature. I, I wrote something really... Shocking. I Shut your mouth. I wrote something... I wrote a really good paper, but I don't remember what it's about right now because it's 10.30 in the morning and I'm used to waking up at 11 to go to work at 12.30.
1: Right. So I'm glad it's a topic you're clearly passionate about. Um, I can tell that just in how you're talking
0: about it. Uh, no, I am, but it's also <laughs> it's also a class where, like, every other week I have to fight with somebody about something who sits in the front and I'm like, are they, um, do, do they belong in this class? Yes. They're probably doing it to get a reaction out of you. And if they are, they've done it. But at the same time, <laughs> I cannot let it go. Like I cannot let that go. Uh, yeah, that seems very on brand. Whatever that means. So we have stories <laughs> to get into. Uh, why don't you? Why don't you start this week? Because I've let I, I've let myself start so much.
1: So you know, I love the New York Times. That's where I get all my stories for this from. Yeah. Um, and I was scrolling last week before I got too sickly, um, and found an article called "Bipoc or POC Equity or Equality: The Debate Over Language on the Left." Um, it's by Amy Harmon, a correspondent for the New York Times, and it was posted on November first, so last Monday. Um, I don't want to talk too too much about the article. <laughs> I just really wanted to use it as like a way to have a bigger conversation about what I thought was interesting about it. But to give you a brief summary about what it's about. So basically the article was talking about the recent shift in liberal politics to use words that seem more inclusive. Um, So some examples of this are like Latinx, BIPOC, as I said in the um, title of it, adding the I and the A to LGBTQIA+. um, And there's a whole bunch of others that the article mentions also. The main point of the article really was to talk about how white liberals specifically, because those are the ones that kind of originate all these new, um, more inclusive terms. Number one, how they have been using them and implementing them, how they've almost been using language to take the place of real activism. Um, And what I mean by that is so people will say that they're trying to be inclusive by using these terms that I just mentioned, um, but then they don't actually do anything to back that up or to help make a space that's more inclusive. So using language that's more inclusive and then they'll still hold bigoted views about groups of people that they're trying to include, um, or they won't do any sort of actual activism like going to protest or writing to Congress people. There's a few quotes in this article that stuck out to me that I wanna read and then I wanna get your thoughts on basically this whole shift. Absolutely. Um, so one of them is from Lucia Martel Dow. She's an immigration lawyer in Arizona, I think it said it was, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, her quote was, you can say Latinx all day, but if you're not doing the work, I don't care. Basically mean that if you're not pushing for laws and actions that would actually help people in the Latino community, um, she really doesn't care what you're calling them because you're not actually helping them do anything. So that was basically my point, how people will say that they're doing the work and they're an activist, they'll call themselves an activist, when really the only form of activism that they have to their name is just using language that they think is more inclusive. And I just wanna one last thing and then I'll let you talk. I do think that language should be more inclusive. I have no problem making spaces more inclusive for anybody and everybody. Um, but I think that if you're gonna use language that's more inclusive, you should also back it up with some sort of actual activism. Cause you know, words are words, but.
0: So I think there's a few interesting points that you brought up where, you know, people use a sort of fake activism to feel inclusive and include others because a lot of times it can alienate people. Like there's, there's a guy in high school I can remember that like, you know, would randomly, like would randomly throw the N word around to try and support black people. And I was like, that's great, but it's not your word. And the way you're describing how you want to include these people doesn't really make sense. Like it just doesn't add up, especially with you trying to use a slur to like, that's that's not yours to you know connect these links that you're clearly trying to connect. So there are a lot of people that miss the mark I feel with that, but there're also people that are like I feel they are so delusional in well, the delu- delusional may not be the right word, who are so unaware that what they're doing is excluding by being including that they just go about it and think that what they're doing is great even if they don't do any of the other work. They think that is enough activism and I think that can be a hard part, but it can also... you. Know, it's like a case-by-case basis like because I do absolutely agree with the person that you were... T- I'm sorry, who was it that was uh, said, like, if you're not doing anything for the community, I don't care what you call me, like...
1: Lucia Martel Dow.
0: Okay, so Miss Lucia, w- like, I, I agree with what she said because if someone's not putting in the work or anything like that, like, like when Black Lives Matter happened, it was at the height of COVID. Or, like, when, when the movement started, it was at the height of COVID. So if people didn't go out to marches or anything, I was a little bit more lenient with them in, like, as long as somebody found a way to advocate and fight or, like, you know, donate to the proper channels or things like that. Like, once it got, like, I went to a few protests, but once it got so bad, I started donating and being an activist, like, openly and verbally. Like, I was like, if you don't support what's going on, I have no use for you. Like, and... That might seem extreme, but it got to a point where I, as a white person, could either use my platform to advocate for something that was important and should be talked about and discussed and put through, or I could just cut it off and be like, ha, 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 yay, right? Like, like, right. The other side of that is a lot of people
1: supported Black Lives Matter and then did nothing to support actual Black people. They just said they supported it and then went about their business and were like, yay, I'm such a champion. I'm so woke or whatever they wanted to say.
0: Exactly. So it's like, it goes hand in hand with those people that like want to pick and choose what they get mad about. Um, For example, I would like to bring up my story since I feel like it kind of ties into what we're talking about. So my story is titled COVID-19 Vaccine Debate Takes a Strange Turn. And it was written on Monday, November 8th, but it was updated Tuesday, at 1.02 a.m. Sorry, 1.12 a.m. in the morning. So, you know, they updated it super early for me to read right when I woke up. And it was written by Zachary B. Wolfe, a CNN News respondent, Correspondent. Not respondent. I'm respondent to the news that's happening. And oh, it... It is about the recent, I guess, controversy, and I don't even know if that's the right word, but the controversy of Big Bird getting the vaccine on Sesame Street. They have recently, the FDA has recently approved emergency authorization of kids five through eleven getting the vaccine. To endorse and support that, Sesame Street was like, okay, we're gonna be, we're gonna be counterproductive, not counterproductive, co-productive, whatever productive, (laughs) gets the children to do like be you know like when they were like like when Michelle Obama had like get fit initiative and like had the healthier food in schools and stuff and like Cartoon Network got involved with it and was like you know get connected with healthy food or so like you know those ads um they're doing this with the vaccine and like showing that Big Bird got vaccinated and there was a tweet that was like that Big Bird was like Got the vaccine. My left wing is a little sore, but I'm doing what I can to help other people. Like it was really sweet. It was really beautiful. It was adorable. It like it was so like it was so cute to see see them trying to show kids that it's okay to like be scared of something, but also do it for the betterment of other people. And Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz did not enjoy that. So they accused he accused big bird of pushing government propaganda for your 5-year-old child. I think this kind of ties back into what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the comic book thing and you know shoving media down people's throats. I don't know what's wrong with this because they they literally had a whole Sesame Street special and this is in the article too where they talk about it where there's Even a part of the special where there's a little girl Muppet and Muppets are Sesame Street characters because Jim Henson, that's just like what they're called. Um, Fun fact, because I did not know that until I read this article. I just thought they were... I didn't know that either. Sesame Street characters. There's a part where a Muppet named Rosita is like really scared to get the vaccine, but gets it. And they show all of this in front of these kids so that they can see that it's okay to get a vaccine because this goes back to what we were talking about with the school vaccines i will never be tired of this i'll never be over, to, over it it is something that i will continually like rage about because if you're making this big of a problem about a freaking like covid-19 vaccine which is like a global pandemic like it's science it's not going anywhere like this is a thing how is this kid going to react to a flu shot? How is this kid going to react to uh, measles and mump shots? How are they going to react to every other shot that they have to get? And if you're saying, you know, screw the COVID-19 vaccine, that's fine, whatever, but don't do it publicly because if you do that, then it creates a stigma that if we don't need this vaccine, we don't need other vaccines. And then the Black Plague comes back.
1: <laughs> Not the Black Plague.
0: The, uh, sorry, bubonic, miss. miss- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Miss Bubonic Plague.
1: <laughs> she killed a third of the audience as soon as she got on that
0: stage. She did. She slayed she them, did. literally.
1: Um, I hate to admit that I can kind of see where they're coming from. Um, I don't agree with it. Let me Let me be very frank from the beginning. I don't agree with it. And I think it's based largely on a false premise. But I think I get it. Because it goes back to what we were talking about the past few weeks about how COVID and vaccines have been so politicized. And I think what they're more so mad about is that because both of those things have been so politicized, they don't like that they're, in their opinion, shoving politics into a kid's show. So I guess I kind of get where the outrage is coming from. But again, I think it's kind of based on a false premise because public health isn't political and vaccines really shouldn't be political either. But they unfortunately have been made to be so. And I think that's kind of where
0: they're coming from and that may be that may be and that's fine um but if we're teaching kids so young we, okay just to further put it in perspective for you were you did your elementary school <laughs> first
1: off not for me I said from the beginning I did not agree with it don't come for me
0: I thought you said you didn't agree with what I said
1: so that's no no no, no. I meant <laughs> I didn't agree with what I said I understood where they were coming from but I didn't agree with it
0: Oh, okay, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I was about to pop off at you for the wrong reason. (laughs) Uh, So uh, to further, like, put that point in for them, uh, they teach us about politics from the time we're, like, in third grade through the rest of our lives. And it's colored by what teacher you have and what political view they have. Um, Or you can have a government teacher like I did who literally just, like, set up a debate to watch his class argue for an hour and a half um like but i i can't i don't understand how we can you know make these spaces and set these things up and tell children that you can believe politically however you want to and say that it's free to do whatever you want to do but the minute something gets politically charged there's so much fighting and influx about it over like what you said something that doesn't need to be political like Fifth graders, while they should care about, you know, learning about the legislative, judicial, and executive branches of the government, should not have to worry about voting for the president.
1: Right. I think that's more so a way to get them um, involved in the process and kind of understand what it means and the repercussions of it. If I do have to play devil's advocate for a second, because, you know, I love to do that. Yeah, Um, I think there's a difference between pushing politics in an educational institution because those are innately political. If you're sitting in a classroom, you are in some way taking part in some sort of politics. And I mean, schools are just, they're political institutions, no matter if we want them to be or not. I don't know necessarily if children's shows you can say the same about. Again, all that's kind of irrelevant. Because this isn't a political issue. It's just a global health issue. So I still don't understand where their argument's coming from.
0: I don't think they have one to understand. On, and there's, there's a person that goes further on to talk about it whose name is Aaron Rodgers. And he guest-hosted Jeopardy in the spring. They quickly removed him once they found out some of his opinions uh, because they didn't want to align with those opinions. I don't think someone who doesn't read the facts and gets their vaccine advice from joe rogan should be advertising about what the vaccine does or does not do because if you think that the vaccine affects fertility and it's confirmed by the cdc and the fda that doesn't that's not that's not true why are you like why are you spreading that information like this is the same thing about them like i'm saying them but i'm saying people who just refuse and it's like especially with like the I, ivermectin, whatever that is, when people started, we were like, oh, I just have to take this and I'll be fine. That's for cows. That's for cows, not people. Yeah, don't get your medical advice from Joe Rogan. I don't think that'll
1: ever end well for anybody. Aaron Rodgers said a bunch of weird stuff that day. I think he said that he gave the NFL like 500 pages on how vaccines didn't work and their side effects and then gave them reports on treatments of, ivermectin the horse dewormer and how it was effective um yeah he has a bunch of nutty opinions that uh i don't know where they all come from i don't know why he started talking about it did something happen where he was like he lied about his vaccine status and then the nfl banned him or something suspended him whatever they do
0: yes he did he did lie about it um if you're going to say you did that much research why would you lie about your vaccine status one two wh- where are the scientific journals babe like let's get into that like what 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 sources did you go through what scientists did you talk to who did you talk to and are they credible sources uh right uh and
1: when aaron those- Rodgers posts a peer-reviewed article about vaccine effectivity then i'll listen to him but until then <laughs> i think i'll pass
0: Yes, I think it's very important that even though we all talk about the vaccine with each other, the important information for everybody out there as well is that you do your own research and you do it through the CDC, the FDA, scientifically peer-reviewed journals, uh, things like that, that have actual weight. Otherwise, you get uh, someone tweeting about how their cousin's friend at a wedding had swollen testicles. (laughs) <laughs> we, you are so shady we
1: are not going there no that we are so shady no we
0: are because i you want to are talk about
1: this with you are disgusting
0: no i want to talk about you are this. sick <laughs> i'm not sick you just overly support Nicki minaj for no reason
1: because i don't appreciate the smear campaign that you're trying to perpetuate on the show right now i'm sorry it is just smear a campaign. lie
0: smear campaign because we we're she-
1: trying to make her out to seem like she is anti-vax and she is so
0: clearly not wait show me show me show me right now
1: i can show you tweets that two tweets after she said that stupid thing about her cousin's friend whatever in trinidad two tweets later said she was going to get the vaccine she was encouraging people to get the vaccine because she had to tour so what what's the difference a
0: vaccine's a vaccine but she's getting it for the wrong reason. I, look, I, 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 that's hey, a, there's
1: a wrong reason to get it. What are you saying?
0: There, that's a digressing point. But what I'm saying is, we're going back to. It's not even a smear campaign, first of all. We can get it. It is
1: a smear campaign. No, no, no. It if you want me to, to s- divert this conversation into lying about her, and I'm not going to have it. I'm not lying about. You anything. are lying about her. The tweet is there. Oh
0: my! I'm not. It really- is
1: there. So are the other two that said she was going to get it, and then encouraging people to get it, and then saying it was the norm that it was. Uh, Fine for people to get it.
0: To quote Miss Onika Tanya, the tweet was made on September 13th, 2021 at 5.44 p.m. The tweet says, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied.
1: I never denied that she tweeted it. I'm just saying you're leaving out two or three very important tweets that happened right after that. You're cherry-picking and trying to smear her, and I'm not gonna have it today. I am
0: not cherry-picking. Okay, for those of you. You are cherry
1: picking me. information no, and no, you're not. trying to smear no, her I'm name. Not. And I'm not gonna no, have I'm it on this not. podcast. I'm not today. doing that. I w I won't That's literally what you're doing. No, that's you're not. on this anti-Nikki train that everybody's on, and I'm not gonna have it.
0: Oh, first of all, um <laughs> Now you're putting words in other people's mouths. How does it feel? I'm Um, not. I'm simply assessing what you're saying and coming
1: to my own conclusions. (laughs) I'm very smart. Two tweets. Two tweets that you're ignoring from this. Nikki tweeted a fan and said, I know, babe, a lot of countries will not let people work without the vaccine. I def recommend they get the vaccine. I'm sure I'll be vaccinated well because I have to go on tour second tweet a fan tweeted Nikki I got the vaccine and haven't got the virus or anything so that's a good thing and she said that's amazing that's the norm
0: that's the norm no where's
1: she (laughs) anti-vax Where? tell me where tell me where I'll walk off if we had a set I would have walked off (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I would have walked off had enough of
0: this but even in that, hold on, I can't let this go. And I we can edit this out if it gets too long. But i wanna, sh- I want to keep every single second of this in. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be vaccinated as well because I have to go on tour. It means that she's getting it because she has to, rather than her agreeing with it. You're
1: skipping over a very important part of that sentence. She's getting it. She's getting it. <laughs> do you know what anti-vaxxers don't do? Get a vaccine. this is just a false argument you're trying to argue on
0: but also where even in there did I say that she was anti-vax you can't well (laughs) this is about spreading
1: misinformation okay then let me give you what you want because this is what you're clearly pining over at the moment (laughs) the tweet was incredibly misinformed spread a whole bunch of misinformation and she probably should have number one not tweeted it and number two, done a little bit more research beforehand before she said something that incredibly stupid and misinformed. On the other hand... And, and, and... The, on September, I'm speaking.
0: No, no, no. On on I am no, speaking. Uh, on September 13th, 2021 at 5.58pm, Miss Onika Tanya at Nicki Minaj said, "'Cause I say what I want, when I want, how I want, puddin' pop, internet don't scare me, kissing face emoji.' So she had no regrets about saying that. (laughs) And she shouldn't have
1: had regrets about it. She she can say whatever she wants to. She is her own woman. I just wish that if you were gonna tell the story, you would give the full information and I did everything out. I did. And then you further filled it out. And then we you then she tweeted, what vaccine would you recommend? Talk to me. Then she created a poll that said, which vaccine did you guys get? Then she asked people how they did with their vaccines that way she could get it. Okay. So I'm just saying, she, two things are true at the same time. She spread a bunch of misinformation <laughs> and then amended it and went on this whole campaign talking about how she was going to get it and how she thought it
0: was going to be okay after that.
1: <laughs> all because of big bird <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you heard it here first folks it's a slippery slope from big bird all the way to Nicki minaj um i think that's all the things i have to talk about this week i can't i can't argue with you anymore about this <laughs> <laughs> i'm done i'm not doing it anymore <laughs> if this is a set i would have walked off
1: <laughs> we need to build a set i want to walk off like run the view i want to walk off and leave
0: oh my god has it we'll talk about that later well that's off pod talk um okay guys well thank you so much for listening to this week's episode we had a great time uh being here with you uh david do you have anything to say to our viewers thank you for putting up with us yes it's not easy to sit here and listen to us argue for 15 minutes at a time but you know we certainly do try to be funny and we hope that you enjoy every minute of it we appreciate it Thank you so much, guys, and have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.